0: Hi, everybody. Uh, so this is a review for Superman and Lois. I've been putting off this show for a long time because uh, the CW has had a very, very terrible record of having a stellar writing crew for their TV shows and producing excellent scripts in the first season. And then I don't know what happens. It's like the writers forget how to write or they bring on new writers or whatever happens. And then from season two on, you're stuck with hit and miss, really bad episodes mixed with some fun episodes, some good episodes, and then just real... Oh, it's, it, I hate it. I hate it. I hate what... It, it isn't that... I don't think that there aren't any good episodes in these CW shows after the first season. A lot of them have had some very good episodes, like um, uh, the, the Arrow, or The Green Arrow. <laughs> they kept going back and forth, right? Um, there were story arcs of four or five episodes at a time that were well-written, and then, oh my God, painful to watch episodes, right? Teen Titans, or the Titans, uh, largely a good show, but, you know, Brian Edward Hill is a wonderful writer, Um, but then they have this shit, this absolute fucking shit that happens. Uh, You know, or The Flash, excellent first season, second season started falling and then it just hit and miss, hit and miss, hit and miss, really bad, some pretty good, really bad, back and forth, right? So I gave up on DC live action, right? And those of you who know my review of Doom Patrol, uh, you know I, I think that Doom Patrol is a an incredibly vulgar, abusive uh, fantasy show. Um, it's it's really fucking terrible. In a lot of ways, the writing is actually really good, but the themes that they have in the writing are actually really terrible. Um, the two two of the characters are, I mean, you wind up with a ra- racist and a really horribly abusive uh, character. Uh, two really horribly abusive characters uh, that just put me off of the show entirely. So Superman and Lois comes out. The The theme is we're no longer exploring the idea of Superman. Will he, will she, are they, will they have kids? They, they just say, okay, you know what? They, they have kids in this universe. We're not, we're, we're not going through this, this dating shit. They, they've got kids. They're their moms and their mom and dad. Um, They look really good for their age, by the way. Uh, (laughs) uh, So they're a mom and dad. Uh, They've got kids. Um, Their kids, uh, not much of a spoiler. Their kids do wind up with some uh, abilities, right? Okay. And I say not much of a spoiler because that's the first episode. Uh, You know, when it's been 12 months... Yeah. If you think that's a spoiler, well, you better turn off the rest of this episode. <laughs> but I want to tell you why you should watch this show. So if you, if you don't if you don't mind listening to a little bit of a spoiler, I'm going to discuss the Superman movie 1978. And I'm going to discuss this one scene in this one episode. All right? So, You've had your chance to turn off the, the thing. So the, uh, the son, uh, one of the sons, Jordan, named after jor L. Superman's space dad, right? Marlon Brando. Yeah, Marlon Brando. Right? Okay. Number, son number two. They're twins, by the way. Jonathan, named after Jonathan Kent. Glenn Ford. All right. Named after Glenn Ford. They're having problems at school. Uh, Jonathan is the guy who's really interested in football. Jordan is like more like me than I probably want to admit. Right. More like me than I probably want to admit. More into video games. In sports or anything else, although man, I really did love playing baseball. I really did love it. It was fun. Uh, even when I, even when I was pissed off and had a bad day, I thought, you know what? I did have fun swinging that bat. I did have fun running the bases. You know, uh, I never hit any homers, but I oh, uh, I had a batting average above five hundred. Right. I would always get on, I mean, not always, but one out of every two times I was up to bat, get on base. So, uh, but that was back in the 80s when they started pushing for home run scouts only. If you don't believe me, go and look that up. What happened to baseball and how it began in the little leagues in the 80s. And you'll find out that, you know, there there were people better than me. All right, I'm not saying I would have been a pro. Okay, don't don't misunderstand me. I'm just saying I was above average. I wasn't stellar. Stars go on to become major league baseball. And uh, given my migraines and other problems I've had, I've got absolutely no delusion here. I never would have gone pro. <laughs> um, but I was better than most. And uh, it kind of pissed me off that uh, I was always on, like, the bad news Bears teams that never managed to win a championship. But uh, I did have some fun. I did have fun. So, you know, that's the story of almost every kid's life, right? Very few teams go on to championships. The vast majority of people are, we win some, we lose some. We had fun. That was it, right? That was basically my thing. Uh, that's basically how Jordan is. You know, like, he, he played football. He enjoyed it. He had fun with uh Jonathan when they were younger. When he gets up to high school, I'm not interested in it. Just like I was not interested in baseball, right? He's interested in video games, just like I was interested in video games, right? So the only problem is Jonathan... Uh, I mean, not Jonathan, but Jordan, Uh he's got superpowers. I never had superpowers. <laughs> so um he decides to... Teach some of the kids on the football team a little bit of a lesson by being the immovable object, the unstoppable force, and the immovable object in one. And he doesn't, and he 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 goes easy on them, but he still cracks some ribs on the thing. You're like, you know, I knew the other shoe, the the the, the other shoe was going to drop, the other foot was going to drop, the hammer was going to drop, Damocles's. Uh, the sword of Damocles was going to fall. And you're thinking, well, at least he showed those kids a lesson on the football team, right? Now, keep in mind, they're named after, their fa- after Clark Kent's fathers. So, let's rewind back to Superman 1978. What are the two things that both fathers told Clark? Marlon Brando, son, when you arrive on earth, okay. My, my impression isn't that great. Son, when you arrive on earth, you're going to have abilities over those of your humans, you, you can't use those, abilities. essentially you can't show off. Basically what he says, I can't remember the full speech. Now mine's gone blank, basically says you can't show off, right? You have to help these humans help guide them to a positive future. And why, why does Marlon Brando say that? Because he knows, you know, for people who read the comics, they know that the Kryptonians dominated the galaxy until the galaxy rose up against them and forced them back onto their planet. Right? Of course, when the Kryptonians were forced back onto the planet, you know, in the comics, you found out that's when a lot of bad people started coming out of the board. You know, I mean, or woodwork, right? But it doesn't matter. Kryptonian Empire forced back to the planet. That's one of the reasons why Zod says we should conquer the universe, because he believed in the old kind of Imperial Kryptonia, right? In Krypton, Imperial Krypton. Um, Even though everybody else on Krypton say, no, 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 we we did a lot of horrible things, right? So um, that's General Zod's motivation and Essentially, in the comics, and they sort—they—they uh, they don't describe a lot of that in the movie. They really don't talk about the Kryptonian Empire at all, uh, because they skipped over that. Uh, that would have been too much, I think, to shove in uh, the movie. But I think they might have mentioned it in *Man of Steel*. I didn't watch that movie, but I think they might have mentioned it in there. Okay, so um, flash forward to 18 years later, Clark Kent is given shit by Flash right? Flash is a real dick, you know, knocks over all the crap that uh, water boy Clark Kent is putting up and putting together on thing. So Clark Kent fixes all the stuff, uses his super speed, shows off just a little. Then he decides to run home to show off to the other football people. Runs home, shows off to him. But he is running home, right? He's not beating them up on the football field. He runs home to be, you know, to get home quicker because, you know, for a number of reasons. One, he knows that Lana is going to be driving past him. Two, he also wants to get home because he doesn't want to stay there after school too late. He's got chores. He wants to help out. You know, mom, pod can wants to help out on around the farm. Right? Okay. Goes home. Uh, they say, Clark. How'd you get here so fast? Clark says, I ran. Right? So Clark isn't totally innocent, right? Um, Glenn says, showing off a little bit, eh, son? Yeah, I know, Dad, but sometimes it just makes me so mad. I know, son, I know. And I talked about this on my podcast before with you guys. But, you know, it's, it's, it's for the better right says you know when when you first came to us we thought you were uh a god's gift to you know whatever a gift to us you we thought you were i can't remember his exact speech i'm sorry uh we thought you were a gift and we were when we found out you had powers we were so afraid that uh they would come and they would take you and they would uh experiment on you and they would keep you in a lab and do god knows what then as time went on, uh, it we, you know, we wanted to keep it a secret because I believe that you're here for a purpose, son. And I don't think that purpose is for winning trophies. I know, I know. And I know it makes you so angry sometimes you could just spit or whatever he says. It says, but, uh, said, yeah, I know, Dad, but... It's just so upsetting. I know, son. You know, that whole conversation, right? Followed by Glenn, essentially Glenn Ford gave the great power comes great responsibility speech. Had Clark not come home and used his powers frivolously to come home, he would not have been able to have those last few moments with his dad. Because right after that speech, his dad dies of a heart attack. You know, it's an it's incredibly sad moment, right? It's a sad moment for a number of reasons. But also, Clark was using his powers, quote, frivolously, end quote, quote to show off a little, but also to get home to help his dad out, right? Because he did have to help his dad out. He did have to... You know, help her out the farm. They had a lot of stuff to do. And he wanted to make sure that things got done. And his dad dies. Right after telling him, great power comes great responsibility. And Clark's saying, I know that. So the last words, uh, of course, then they say, you want to race? All right, we'll race you. The last words spoken by Jonathan Kent to Clark Kent are also basically the last words spoken or the most important words spoken by jor-el to his son kal-el and those are you will have powers beyond all reason right well actually that's sod's words uh, you will have powers beyond all those on earth you need to use it to guide and help others well what does Jordan do? Jordan, who's named after kal He decides to help his brother, who's named after Jonathan Kent, by showing up the football team. And what happens? He shows him up. The, the coach looks at him and then looks over to Jonathan and says, We were hurting for members on a football team, and you were hiding this powerhouse of a brother from me? Go run laps. Somebody has to run laps. You're running laps. It's, it's a direct connection. These writers are so intuitive to the history of Superman. I'm seeing all sorts of little tiny things here and there throughout the script. I cannot believe. I mean, I'd have to track down the writers and ask them on Twitter, I guess. Say, hey, is this true? Did you do it because of this? I, I'm telling you, I bet they're going to say yes. If they didn't, then it's one of those subconscious things. You know, as a writer, I need to tell you something. As a writer, you have subconscious changes or, or that you put in your script or plot lines that you say, well, it was back in my subconscious. I think this would be really cool. Why do you think that would be really cool? Well, I don't know. I just have a feeling. It's because you know something. Your mind is always thinking about plots. And in that moment, your mind puts all of these things together. Something that's been ingrained in Superman history for decades. Superman 1978. The DC version of With Power Comes Responsibility. Uh, Two dads who are dead. And saying, listen you'll you'll bring bad things down upon you and others if you use your powers frivolously essentially you need to guide everyone else to be better instead of using your powers as a form of oppression basically is what all of it's about and in the comics it goes back to the idea of the kryptonians using their powers for oppression and then just bad shit happening right Almost the entire Kryptonian race wiped out because after using their powers, they wind up being enslaved or or entrapped on their own planet, which explodes. Right, and so Jordan, who has the best intentions, the best intentions that anyone could have, right trying to help his brother, repay his brother for what his brother has done to help him. And it winds up hurting his brother and possibly Jordan himself later down the line because he just broke a promise. He broke a promise that has been kept with the family since Clark was shot off in the rocket from Krypton. That promise is, don't use your powers frivolously. Right? A rule and a promise of the Clark family and the House of El, right? So, there's a lot of meaning to that scene. And if you're a fan of Superman, I'm sure you can see that. Or at least understand where I'm coming from, even if I'm totally wrong. Maybe I'm totally fucking wrong. I hope that you can see why I saw. Something special in that scene, something important in that scene. And, uh, you know, as I said before, be careful what you cheer for in a well written story. Be careful what you laugh at in, uh, in satire. It may be something that you shouldn't be cheering for, it may be something you shouldn't be laughing at. Right? And so, this is, uh, to me, it's a very heavy scene. It's a, uh, it it encapsulates everything about the two grandfathers, essentially, and their beliefs on how power should be used on Earth. So, I just, I I really like that scene. I, I thought it was fantastic. I think it's probably the best writing that I've seen so far. Because of all of the callbacks, because of all of the importance to it. Um, and and yeah, you don't see Jonathan Kent having that conversation with Clark Kent in this series, but this series essentially is remember all of the things that have happened before. you know? Remember, you know, this series is more akin to Superman 1978. Because Jonathan Kent dies of a heart attack, and there's nothing that Clark can do to save his dad's life. Only this time it's not alone, it's not with him on the farm. This time it's downtown Smallville, right? You know, you don't see uh, Jor L. give a lecture of power and responsibility either. You don't need to. These writers managed to cut those scenes out so that anybody who has a connection with those movies, with those concepts, with Superman in the comic books, they will say, I recognize this. Oh, this is why Jonathan Kent told Clark Kent, no, you don't want to use your powers for something frivolous. You don't want to. So um, it, it's kind of like a real strong cautionary tale, right? They're actually showing us why Jonathan Kent and jor both said, power has its own responsibility to it. And you have power for a reason, Maybe we don't know the purpose yet, but you have, you're have you going to have power that you shouldn't be using frivolously. And when it's used frivolously, it tends to backfire. So uh, 21 minutes, about a three-minute scene in a TV show, and about how important I think this scene is. And how much I I just I I love this writing. I don't know if I'm gonna love the show. I don't know if if I'm gonna continue to love this show beyond the first season. Um I just know that I don't know. Just it sounds stupid, but I'm actually choking up a bit about a TV uh, about a movie. About a about a fake movie, right? Um, they actually know what they're going for. They know how to convey their message, and they're doing a good job of it. And uh, maybe maybe they they weren't making those connections that I thought they were making. Maybe they just said, "Oh, we just thought it was a good scene." But uh, it's interesting that you came up with that. Or maybe oh, you're looking too deep into it, Kevin. We just wanted some good drama. Shit guys, you know what? You need to realize what you're writing when you're writing it. Because when it's good shit like this, you need to know it's good shit like this. And you need to know why it's good shit like this. Okay? (laughs) Do me a favor. Uh, uh, Pay attention to what you're doing because I want you to keep doing it. All right? (laughs) I'm pretty sure they did that on purpose. Though. I'm pretty you can't you can't make a scene like this and not do it on purpose. So um God, what a great great scene. I guess the reason why I'm choking up a little bit is that I keep thinking about Glenn Ford dying in Clark's arms. That's a sad part of the movie. That's a sad part. My god. I don't know. You guys have a wonderful day. Love you. Take care.